Welcome to Kingdom Life Church, Stellenbosch. May this life-giving word activate your faith today. So this morning, I'm starting out with something, and if you know me by now, um, I usually love to start the first sermon of the year with something prophetic, and, and um, I've been praying and pondering and asking God, Lord, what, have, what do you have for us for this coming year? And God never ceases to amaze me with this. He always comes with the simplest things, and He comes and He speaks exactly what sometimes I need, but what we need as a church as well. And so this morning, I want to speak about the following topic. And the topic that I want to speak about today is declare the breakthrough. Declare the breakthrough. Now, I read the story of Christopher Columbus um, a couple of weeks ago, and I don't know if you've ever read the story of Christopher Columbus. Now, Christopher Columbus was one of the greatest or one of the amazing Spanish explorers, um, and he founded the Caribbean islands, South America, North America, which is quite amazing. But the funny thing is that the, the Spaniards or the Spanish fleet thought that they have reached, they had reached the outer limits of the world. They believed that the world was flat. They reached the outer limits of the world, and it wasn't necessary to go and explore anymore. We knew that the cards and the world and everything, but not Christopher Columbus. He believed that there was more. Now, the Spaniard fleet, they believed so much that they reached the limits that their motto of the fleet was the following. It was, ne plus ultra, which means no more beyond. There's nothing more. But Christopher Columbus said, no way. He kept on declaring that there was more. There was more. So he sought out investors and he went anyway. He took the ship and he started exploring and he found the Caribbean islands. And by the fourth time, his fourth exploring he did, he found North and South, South America and then North America, which was incredible. And when he passed away, they, they well, not resurrected, they um, they built a statue in his name next to his, the place where he was buried, and it was a statue of a lion devouring a Latin word. And the word that the lion devoured, I mean, it must have been an amazing statue. The word that the lion is devouring is the word no. That the motto is not no more beyond, but just more beyond. Because he proved it. He proved that there is more beyond that God has for us. Now, isn't it powerful when people through centuries make declarations like that of things not existing yet and how their declarations became the future? I love that. When declarations create your future. And that's what I want to speak about this morning. And that's why my topic is declare your future or your breakthrough or the breakthrough in your life. Because all of us sitting here today are trusting God for some breakthrough this year. Amen? But I have n I've never met a human being that do not want breakthrough in a certain area of their life. Now this past holiday I was reading through Numbers and I came across a story in Numbers 22 of Balaam. Balaam. Have you ever read the story of Balaam? There's about two or three chapters. I can't read two or three chapters here this morning. But I'm going to quickly paraphrase the story to you. So the Israelites nation started moving into the promised land and they came to the city of Moab. 
and they camped in this plain of Moab, and, and a king of Moab called King Balak, he got nervous. I mean, just think about it. Two, three million people came and camp in your front yard. It was like, okay, what do you want? Where are we going to go? What are you going to do? Are you going to take my... Because they, I mean, they heard the stories of Egypt, of the mightiest nations who fell under the hand of God and the Israelites. So no wonder this guy was quite nervous. So he made a plan, and, 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 and all the, how, what do you call it, the non-godly kingdoms, what the kings usually did is they found some other spiritual guy and they cursed the nation they want to they make war against. So, so King Balak, I mean, he thought, listen, I mean, this is not a normal nation. This is the Israelite nation. They wiped out Egypt. I need to make a plan. So he knew about a guy called Balaam. He was a seer, a spiritual seeing individual who had a, the gift of prophecy. And I'm going to send princes and gifts to him and get him here to curse Israel. Remember the story? So he sent princes and gifts. And I mean, there was wagon loads of silver and gold and all those amazing things. Now, the one thing that the Scriptures doesn't tell you, that Balaam lived 500 kilometers from Moab. <laughs> took them a month to get there. So here they go, old prince and the old thing. Go to Balaam and came to him and said, Listen, King, Bala, King Balak sent for you. You need to come and curse the Israelite nation because we think they're going to invade us. And Balaam said, Okay, you sleep here. I'll go and ask God tonight. So God comes and he says the following to them. And this is very important for us. The scripture, number 22, Numbers 22 verse 12, says the following, But God told Balaam, Do not go with them. Do not go with them. You are not to curse these people, for they have been blessed. And I read that scripture, and it hit my heart in a moment that says, Do not curse those people, for they have been blessed. So Balaam said that to him. So the guys took all their stuff back. One month again, travel, get to King Balak. Say, hey, the guy's not coming. He said, no way. I'm not taking no for an answer. Take twice, three times as much. Go again. Take more princes, more this. One month travel, get back to Balaam. Said, listen, the king doesn't take no for an answer. You need to come. So you go back to God. God says, okay, you can go, but... Only say what I tell you to say. So long story short, there's a lot of stuff in between. In between, his donkey speak to him, save his life. I mean, it's an interesting story. We might go a bit deeper into it. But, but short and long as Balaam get to King Balak. And King Balak said, okay, I want you to come. Stand here on the, on the mountaintop. Here's the nation of Israel. Now go ahead, curse them. So as he walked up, he started, when he started speaking, only blessing came out of his now mouth. And the king said, no, 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 you didn't hear me right. Come back here. Come stand on this side. Maybe this angle will be better. So as he spoke, blessing came out of his mouth. And the third time, I mean, the king was going out of his mind, said, listen, maybe from this angle. So as he walked up, he started and he spoke blessing over them. And the king just lost his mind. He said, listen, I told your men that whatever I say, will God will tell me what to say. And that's what God said. But let me tell you about you. And he started speaking a curse over King Balak, which after a week were wiped out. Now, as I read the story, God showed me that we are moving into times where the world will do anything and everything to curse the righteous. The Christian movement, 
Have you realized that? It's been happening already. We've been seeing this already. I mean, how the world is starting to accept and okay things like non-gender, homosexuality, pedophilia, abortion. And the world starts, are starting to declare these things as normal. Come on. If you don't know it, I don't know what world you are living in, just watch the news, go and go to social media. Every movie you watch, I mean, every kid's movie we watch, all those things come through. Darkness is advancing. But the only group still fighting against this is Christianity. Now, I'm not going to go more into that, but see, we have, me and Salome, I have through the years, through 20, 25 years, we have a, I had a lot of conversations with, with people who are non-believers, believe in non-gender, believe in the homosexual activists. I believe, I've spoke to them, and the battle is real. The world is getting morally darker, unfortunately, every day. And this is not a doom and gloom message. I just want to make a point. See, sometimes we might, we might feel overwhelmed in a, in a scenario you find yourself in, maybe in your job, and maybe in, in, in places you are surrounded with issues like this. And we love the person, we condemn the sin. God has called us to love the person. I love everyone. I've got friends who are struggling through some stuff. And sometimes we might feel outnumbered in your life, but I'm just standing up as a righteous man because I love everyone. I don't know if you've been there in your life. But just like God said to the prophet Balaam, his children are blessed and cannot be cursed. So every time I think darkness is coming, what are we going to do in the next 10 years? What am I going to say to my kids in the next 10 years? How am I going to differently help them to be mature in a way they think with issues like this? And, and then suddenly God comes and He speaks and says, that people will not be cursed because they are blessed. And when Jesus died on that cross, He walked out of that grave, He said that we are blessed into eternity. See, no matter what the world is trying to do to cancel the kingdom of God, the more the believers will be blessed. The more the world tries to advance with darkness, the more the world is blessed by God. You see, there's a scripture that says the more sin abounds, grace abounds. That's a powerful scripture that says the more sin there is, just the more grace there is. It's almost like filling a balloon up with water. The water is the sin, but the balloon is the grace. Isn't that powerful? that we are blessed because we have chosen the one who have paid everything for us. Now, I was sitting this, this holiday, I was sitting, um, we were superly, super blessed to go to the Eastern Cape um, with, on an amazing, incredible family holiday. We saw each other for the first time over Christmas, New Year's, first time in 14 years. All my, I've got three sisters and my mom and dad and all the kids and it was just amazing. And we went to this amazing place um, with chalets on, on a hilltop overlooking. And uh, let me show you. So this is on my porch. Uh, Eastern Cape is a beautiful place. On, um, I mean, just incredible beaches. So we overlooked the lagoon and the beach on this side. And, and um, every morning I sat there. And, and one afternoon I sat there and, and something happened to me for the second time in my life and the second time in, in a year. Where 
I was sitting on a porch like that, and it was overcast today. Now, this is a beautiful day. This is not that day. I, I, didn't, I was emotional, so I couldn't take a photo of that moment. But uh, I had a moment where it was overcast. And I don't know if you've ever seen, you see it's overcast, and suddenly a beam of light comes through the clouds. It's like, almost like a spotlight, way in, a, in, a, in a, like kilometers away. It's amazing. I think um, it's like this. Uh, let me just go back. There. Oh, not there. There. It's like that. And, and um, I was sitting there, and that beam of light came down, and I thought, wow, I love that moment because God has been speaking to me. If you know me for now, I mean, I've, I've got a couple of testimonies of how God spoke to me with literally that moment of a beam of light shining right there. And for us and for me and Salome, it's a sign. It's almost like a rainbow that says, it's a promise that I will supply. I will be more than enough for you. That, that's our promise. And I was sitting there and, choop, and this happens and I was like, wow, Lord, this is amazing. But Lord, this year, I need your breakthrough and our, your power in our lives. Almost like you breaking through that cloud at this moment, like a spotlight shining on a place. I need you to shine your glory and open your glory, open up over me, like a spotlight on me, Lord. Then I just had a moment with the Lord. And I said, Lord, I feel so far from you. I feel like your glory is there and I'm here and I need more of you. And I had just had an intense personal moment with the Lord. And I, for the second time in my life, the clouds closed and it opened up again and the sun shined straight on me. It's almost like the spotlight shifted that way. And I was sitting there and the sun was shining in my eyes, yet it was overcast. And I realized, wow, the Lord just spoke to me as clear as daylight. <laughs> <laughs> and the other time it happened when I was cycling in Yonkers Hook and I saw a beam of light there and it's like man I'm just going to try to go there because Lord and I started praying on my bicycle I said Lord I need more of your presence I need more of your glory I want to see more of you and suddenly the light shifted on me into my eyes and I was it's an overwhelming moment and God said to me in that, in that porch and I was sitting and looking at that and I mean I'm, I'm emotional and the Lord said to me Henny you are always in my light. Start to declare what you want to see. And what you know is promised. I want to say that to every one of you this morning, that you are always in God's light. But we need to start to declare the promises of God over your life. This is the time for us to declare you see, so many of us have promises from God and we're waiting to see God move and then we start to declare over, the, over that, 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 that breakthrough. Lord, let me just see something and then I will start speak it. Come on. See, we pray that God would show us the breakthrough and shine His light on us and then, man, we can be free from the darkness and, and the challenges we face. So, Lord, let me just see that breakthrough first. But see, Jesus showed us the answer of the answer and the, the secret to breakthrough. He showed us that before he went into ministry, before he had disciples, Jesus showed us a powerful moment of how breakthrough comes in our lives.
Jesus was a normal citizen. Normal. He was almost a nobody. Jesus wasn't a nobody. Just nobody knew about him. He was just Joseph's son. So he came to Capernaum. He went to the synagogue and he sat in church and they asked him to do the reading out of the scroll. And let's read it together in Luke 4. Luke 4, verse 16 to 21. It says the following. When he came to the village of Nazareth, the boy, his boyhood home, he went as usually to the synagogue on a Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah, the prophet, was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the captives, um, pro- proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down, and all eyes on the synagogue, just think about it, was looking at him, looking at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. He said, the scripture you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. Now, <laughs> Listen, listen clearly. Almost said, listen properly. <laughs> Jesus didn't do any miracle yet. Nothing. He didn't, he didn't multiply food. He didn't have disciples yet. Nothing. And he said, let me just read that again. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor, to send to proclaim the captives, release. The blind eyes will see. The oppressed will be free. Jesus didn't do anything yet, but he made a declaration. For almost 400 years, these people haven't seen a miracle. They haven't experienced God's presence. And in this moment, Jesus stands up. He reads this in the rooms filled with presence, the presence of God. And suddenly, that's why the people looked at him intently, because they didn't know what was happening. They didn't hear or see miracles or experience God's presence. So as Jesus speaks, suddenly the Spirit falls, the room, and what does Jesus do? He announces what he will do with his life. There's an announcement. You see, Jesus showed us that if we speak declarations over our lives about what God said would happen in our lives, something changed. Something shifts. You see, we need to walk into this new year saying, the Spirit of God is upon me. You need to walk, wake up in the morning, brush your teeth, look at yourself and say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has called me and equipped me to release captives and, and set prisoners free. He has called me to recover the sight of blind, to lay my hands on the sick, and they will recover. You see, we need to speak and declare that of ourselves. That is what we were born for. See, we need to make declarations of our lives, no matter if we, if we see or experience breakthrough. Most of us wait for the breakthrough, and then we start saying and testifying about it, but sometimes we need to speak that declaration, call that thing in. And if you're in that moment or not, 
You see, and what do we declare? We declare the promises of God over your life. Maybe the prophecies that you had in your life. Start proclaiming that, declaring that. And if you don't have a prophecy of your life, the word is filled with more than 7,000 promises for me and you. Find a promise. Start speaking that over your life. You see, we don't have to wait for the light to shine in the dark world. We are the light. Wherever God put you, you are the light. The light of the world. Now, I believe that we have moved past this huge mega ministry names, this amazing experiences that we go to and we blessed, which is amazing. We're still going to do that. But I believe that the kingdom have moved past that. And God is about to equip the individual believer with the miracles and the signs and the wonders. The times of calling the great man of God and said, you need to come and pray. There's a miracle needed. God's just going to use you. God's going to use the homeless on the street to pray for the millionaire. Come on. He's going to use the individual to pray for groups of people. God's going to release something in this season that I believe that we haven't seen yet. This is a time where, where every kingdom individual will start advancing the next move of God on this earth. God has called you to do that. And maybe you, your life only touches one life around you. That's amazing. It can change a generation. No matter if 2023 will, will get better or worse, but God's power is going to become more real than ever. It's a season where the light will advance against the darkness. I want to say that again. It's a season where light will advance against darkness. Now remember, God gave us a scripture when we planted this church. And maybe you knew and maybe you haven't seen this. But when we planted Kelsey Stellenbosch, me and Salome, we had the notion where God spoke to us and said, Lord, now we need a word. If I don't have a word to plant this church, then I'm just going to go because I wanted to plant it. But if you give me a word in a scripture that says, the Lord said, that's what we're going. That's what we're aiming towards. So the Lord gave us John 1, verse 4 to 5, and that's where we, um, our, our values came from. And So the word says the following, and most of you know it. It says, in him was life. And, and man, I can stand still there and we can preach another sermon. But in him was life, and the life was the light of of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it you see the world and where we're going do not comprehend the power of god it cannot understand it because it is glorious the things of the flesh cannot understand the things of the spirit that's why our spirit needs to be reborn that's why we need god so much so we see, we might be moving into a season where darkness will try to push the light back. But you know what? It cannot. It's impossible. It's impossible for darkness to push light back. You can prove it to yourself. Go tonight when the clock sounds 12. Switch off all the lights in your house. Go to the darkest room and strike a match. And see what the impact of light on darkness is. Darkness have no power against light. So when we look at 2023, what do we do? 
What do we do with this new year? How do we step into what God has for us? Have you ever asked that question? Come on, I ask it every year, but have you asked that question this year? Lord, how do I step into this new year? This, these people are saying good things. These people are saying bad things. There's some prophetic words. Whew, what do I do? How do I step into this? We start to proclaim and declare the promises of God over our lives. We start to declare the promises of God over our families, over our businesses, over your dreams, over your finances. And we will see the glory of God be released in you and through you. Because it's not just in you. It's always through you. Because we are not just a Dead Sea. We don't just have an inflow. We've got an outflow. We need to share. We need to speak. We need to be part of what God is doing. Your light needs to shine. You can't just put a lamp under a bucket. It needs to shine. So how do we step into this year? We start to declare the goodness of God. The word says, and we said it last year, death and life is in the power of the tongue. So what are you speaking? Life or death? It's time to speak life. It's time. So last year in November, I was sitting, I was praying, and, and suddenly God started speaking to me about 2023. And, and I was in my devotion, and God says, 2023 equals death and resurrection life. I, I mentioned to one or two of you that. Remember that? Death and resurrection life. And I was like, whoa, Lord, death. I'm in. So I went and I immediately, and I love um, the Bible numerology and I love the meaning of, of, of uh, numbers. And, you know, the Bible is full of numbers with prophetic meanings. If you look at the Jewish culture, <coughs> they had a lot of numbers that had certain meanings. And, and so sometimes when I go to New Year or I... I I look at my age, or when I, I, I look, I love to look at it, because I love the prophetic. So I immediately went to number 23 in the number, uh, Bible numerology, and number 23 means death. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not going to declare that over my life this year. But God said death and resurrection life, so okay, there's death, but Lord, I don't see resurrection life in here. So I went further, and I looked at the, the meaning of two and three separate. So the number two means division, a dividing off. And number three means resurrection life and divine completion. Resurrection life and divine completion. So God spoke to me further. <laughs> and truly, I feel that this year we will see a dividing between death and life. I'm not talking in the physical I'm talking in the spirit. God's going to divide death from life. How many of you ladies have went to the spa before? Come on, men as well. But I'm not going to ask you. And you went for a pedicure, a foot massage. Come on. And then they come to a place where they remove the dead skin from your, from your callus. What's it? The calluses or what's the? Yeah. And they start rubbing your feet. And, and I realized that and I got that vision. It's like sometimes God needs to remove the dead things so that they can be a renewing of something, a renewing of something. 
I believe that God is scraping away the dead things in your life this year. The old dreams, the failures you hold on to, the brokenness in relationships, the struggles financially, the pain and the broken heart because of you losing a lost one or maybe a divorce. God is scraping away all these dead things this year so that there can be a resurrection of the new in your life. I don't know about you, but I take that. I take that in my life. All the old things that we're holding on to, remember the video that I sent you? If we keep on holding on to the old year and the old things, we remember it, we learn from it, but we don't hold on to it. We move on, we step over to the new things that God has for us. But God says, are you about, are you ready to scrape away that dead old things? That dead old things that says, I'm over with this, God is cleaning the house, He's coming, spring cleaning time. Come on, we had a spring cleaning moment in our house this week. We had to literally take everything out of our rooms and come and spring clean and people came in. And I mean, it's hard work. But when I moved back into that room, man, I said, thank you, Lord. All the effort was worth it. This year is the year of death and resurrection life. God is about to resurrect things in your life. He's about to bring new things into your life. He's about to, by the power of His Spirit and the glory of who God is in your life and the promises, man, there is new dreams. There is new opportunities. There is new friends. There is new jobs. There is deeper intimacy with the Father. Are you ready for it? You see, if you're going to sit under an apple tree and wait till the apple falls on your head, you're going to be hungry. But if you climb into that tree and you start picking that apples, placing it, man, then you experience the blessing. Well, see, we can't go and sit back and wait for the new things. We need to start declaring it right now. Declare the light of God over your situation. You see, I also believe that our core scripture, John 1, 4-5, that says, In Him was life, and life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness. I feel it is a prophetic word for this year. I believe it. For your life, for this church, I believe that God is going to shine His light from our church. I don't care if our church becomes a thousand or stays fifty. As long as God touches people. If He touches this town. But God is about to scrape away the old things in your life. And is about to do something new. You see, we will see a dividing between light and darkness. You're going to see it. There's going to be a dividing. God's going to divide it and say, this is the light and this is the darkness. And you know which side you're going to have to pick. But it all comes down to this. What we declare over our lives and over our circumstances this year? Or are you just going to wait for it just to happen? Because I've been there. I need to do something, remind myself, say, remember, what are you declaring today? Henny, what are you declaring today? I said, I don't know. And the God says, said, what are you trusting me for? I said, okay, great, I'll trust you. I'll declare that. 
Lord, thank you that my children will be wise, that they will have made good decisions in their life. Lord, I declare that I've got a strong marriage. I declare that this church is healthy and strong. I declare that the people in our church love God and that they grow in intimacy with the Father. And I just start declaring life. Do you know what the word declare means? The Oxford Dictionary actually says to announce something clearly, firmly, publicly, and officially. <laughs> to announce something. To announce to who? To the devil. To the enemy. To the darkness. I will declare to you today. Just come and stand here because I'm going to declare that God is good. And I want you to listen because you're not going to set your foot close to my kids, my home, my church. And we make a declaration. Why? Because we stand from a place of authority that Jesus paid for on the cross. Not because I was good and I read my Bible ten times this holiday. No. Because God gave me authority as a son of God. And therefore I can speak and declare and announce with authority. You see, so many people are prophesying that this year will be a year of victory. Have you heard that? Man, and I wholeheartedly agree with him. This is a year of victory over your life. But we still need to start announcing it. We need to start announcing that victory. Declaring it every day. And it will bring breakthrough in your life. Now God wake me, woke me up on Saturday morning, yesterday morning, with these words. And I was awake and I heard, ready, set, go. I thought, whoa, that's interesting. And I was... I turn around, I slept further, and I wake up late, and I realize, oh, that was significant. I need to go and write it down. And I started thinking about this. And as I thought about it, I realized that as an athlete, and I, I come from that background, as an athlete, we will never see victory if we do not start. I mean, that's actually, duh. <laughs> if a rugby team stays in a cloakroom, it will never see victory because they have to run up on the field. That's how it works. If we're still waiting at the starting line, we will never step into victory. But when the starter says, go, guess what happens? Breakthrough starts immediately. When you make that decision and you go and you start declaring the goodness of God of your life, your family, your business, your job, whatever you do, Victory is in your hands. Victory is part of your life. So I, this happened to me on, on Saturday morning. And then as I was sitting on Saturday morning and I started placing stuff together, somebody sent me this video and I want to share this with you. And then I'll speak further. So the pen relays... Very, um, the, the biggest relay competition in the world, they always have an above 100 meters, above 50, above 60, above 70, above 80. And this man was 100, so he broke the 100 meter world record for above 100 in 26 seconds. How many of us can, can run at 126 seconds? I mean, that is incredible. And, and, and as I, I saw this video and I remember what God said to me, he really said, go, what are you willing to do, Henny? What are you willing to step out and do this year? 
How many of us will disqualify ourselves just thinking of that age? But how many of us still disqualify ourselves just thinking of our dreams God gave us? Or the job you're stepping into and you don't know if you've got that expertise or not? How many of us don't declare the light because we disqualify ourselves before we get there? Today God says, ready, said, go. This is a year where he's going to up our encouragement. He's going to up our courage in your life. God called us to step into this year with that kind of courage and declare and announce life over every situation of your, of your life. It's time to declare it. It's time to declare the breakthrough. I want to finish a scripture, and, and we all know the scripture, and, and it's like, it's a cliche scripture, but I want to use it anyway because this is probably one of the greatest examples of a man declaring resurrection life over death. Ezekiel. 37 was 1 to 6. And this is a prophetic, a prophet of God. He saw a prophetic view and God said the following. He said, And the hand of the Lord was on me and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. And what valley are you in at the moment? Where are you at the moment? It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley. Bones that were very dry. How many of the situations in your life are dry? How many of the relationships around you are dry? How many of your courageous moments in your life do you feel dry? How many of you feel that your relationship with God is dry? Let's go on. Then he asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? <laughs> I love that. So it was like God said to us, and if you can put your name in there, son of, a, or Henny, can these bones around you live in 2023? And then I said, Sovereign Lord, you know, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. You know what Jesus did when he said in that synagogue? There was dry bones. No miracles for 400 years. No experience of God's presence. Nothing. And what did he do? He prophesied over dry bones. The Lord God has anointed me to bring life. Cancel death. See, this morning I want us to take up this challenge in this year. This year. God's going to scrape away the dead and He's going to resurrect things in your life like never before. We need to declare and prophesy over our lives that God's power and His presence will fill your life every day, every moment, every area, every circumstance will be filled with God's presence. But I don't, even, I don't always feel it. You don't have to feel God's presence for him to be there. He's there. He's there. So today we're going to do communion together. And in this communion moment, I want us to sit friends together, find a friend, find your spouse, 
And we're going to have communion together. And I want to invite you to start declaring over each other. Say, Lord, I declare over my husband today that he will have more wisdom in his job. I declare over my friend today, over my girlfriend, over my wife, over whoever is next to you today, said that God's going to do this. I declare this over you this morning. Can we do that? So you're welcome to stand up. There's communion at the back. And let's have a moment and then I'll pray afterwards. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So as we finished communion this morning, I want to show you verse 6 of Ezekiel. So quickly, if you wherever you are, before I pray. So when we stand around dry bones and God says prophesy, what happens when we prophesy? Look what God did. God said in verse 6, Ezekiel 37, verse 1 to 6, He said, And I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. I want to proclaim and declare and announce this morning that God is going to breathe His life into your dreams, into your life. He's going to open doors that no man can open. He's going to bring breakthrough when nobody thinks it was ever possible. So, Father, I pray this morning over us. And I thank you, Lord, that we declare and announce in this atmosphere today that, that you are King of kings and you are Lord of lords. Lord, we love you. We know that this year is the year that the Lord has made. Like the day you've made every day, Lord, this is your year. And that there will be more coming into your kingdom than ever before. And Lord, as your kingdom advance and your light shines, help us, Lord, to see every moment, to speak when you say speak, to love when you say love, Father. And Lord, I know that we will be amazed. Lord, I declare your goodness over this church. I declare your goodness over every family, over every business, over every child in that kids' church this morning. Lord, I declare your life over every family who is not here this morning. May your goodness comes this year, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. For more detail, visit www.klcstalenbosch.co.za.